Hey guys, and welcome to the Abundance Alchemist podcast. I'm Caitlin Dorsey, an Abundance Alchemist, animal lover, trauma survivor to thriver, mindset expert, self-love junkie, and author. This is the place to be to grab those powerful tools, ideas, and inspiration to make lasting changes in yourself and your life. No more waiting, my friends, because it's time to show up unapologetically, radiate that confidence, and create a life you absolutely love. Time to buckle up and dive on in. Hello, my high-vibing friends. I am so excited to have you guys here today, and I have an amazing guest who I'm excited to chat with. Um, So today we have Mary Teresa Tringali. Um, So Mary, or MT for short, is a certified life success coach who loves nothing more than helping you find success both on the the inside and out. After her own radical transformation in 2019, MT launched her coaching business with her signature program, The Aligned and Empowered Project in 2020, to coach others through their own breakthroughs to find their true life's purpose. After taking a leap of faith, MT moved from Boston area to New York City and landed, which turned into a nearly eight-year career in the magazine publishing industry. She wanted to remind others that they are not alone in their journey and are already equipped with everything they need to stand in their power. So welcome, Mary. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. Um, so I want to kind of just open it up and let you share kind of how you got to doing what you're doing today. Yeah, so I guess um, the short story is just a little bit of what I mentioned in my bio. Um, in 2019, I went through my own personal life transformation. My dad, um, he was... After years and years and years, he had had sinus cancer 25 years earlier and years and years of um, here's a spot here. Here's something else going on here. Just is this it? Is this it? Is this it? He ended up having a brain infection that Mm -hmm. they could no longer um, do anything for. Mm -hmm. And so he was home on hospice. We were just waiting for him to do his thing. And it was kind of like he was a ticking time bomb because Mm. he was, he could, he was walking around totally fine and one minute and could anything could happen the next. So, um, and personally in my own life, things just seemed to be at the lowest point it, it ever was. I was unhealthy. I, my business at the time was in event production and, I just wasn't doing well. I wasn't happy in my job. I wasn't happy in a lot of different places in my life, in my personal life. And that add on the uncontrollableness of having a parent at home who basically needs to be watched like a child because Mm -hmm. he had Alzheimer's like, uh, or dementia like symptoms. And, um, it was just the most out of control I ever felt in my life. And I was just in a very, very dark place. But through um, a program called 75 Hard, which some people may mm-hmm. have heard of, <laughs> um, I was able to really dig myself out of that hole. But I also had coaching and community at the same time. Mm. But the things that helped me get out of my own way was every day I had these certain tasks and habits that had to get done every day. And that meant that, and if I missed one, that I had to start the whole program over. Mm -hmm. And that meant that I had to do a lot of things like create boundaries and prioritize myself and um, go to bed early and eat well. And, you know, all these things that really just uh, one day after another, after another of consistently doing the work 
it just created this incredible momentum. It created a lot of clarity for me. It created a lot of alignment. And I shared my entire journey on social media every single step of the way. And so it actually, you know, I had a coaching program that I was a part of. I had a coach. I had people in that program who were my community, but then the actual physical community all around me also really showed up for me to support me in my journey as well. And it just really opened my eyes to what is possible. And because I shared it every step of the way, um, people started coming to me and asking me, how could I help them? Mm. Could I help them get out of their own way? Could I help them get out of a really dark spot? Could I help them step into who they were meant to be? And eventually I decided to pivot from events into life coaching. And it has been absolutely the, the best decision I've ever made. And now I, um, I'm full time in that. I actually, after New York City, I moved to Portland, Maine. So I've been mm-hmm. here in Portland, Maine for about nine years now. And I just left my full time job to go all in, in this past May. So about six months now. And, um, just really going all in on this, this dream of owning my own business and being able to really help people. Mm-hmm. And, um, the Align and Empower Project, that particular group coaching program was created based on all the elements that I kind of added into my life mm. to create this awesome opportunity transformation really mm-hmm. in my own life. So it includes all the lessons that I learned from the books that I was reading. It includes daily aligned habits that align with who I want to be. It includes the coaching and the support. It includes community. So it's kind of like I took all these elements that I had been just naturally finding mm-hmm. in order to help me through it all. And I created this, I created the coaching that I do based on that. So um yeah. And and now I'm in my sixth round of the program. I have had one-on-one clients as well. And I'm just starting to get really figure out what my business is going to entail. So I'm really excited about that. That's awesome. Yeah. I um, thank you for sharing kind of your journey and how you got here. I loved certain, I think kind of what drew me to you is the idea of habits and accountability. Cause I think that's a piece that's missing in a lot of, you know, the changes that we are trying to make in our lives as humans. And, um, we try to do these things on our own. And, um, so when, you know, I kind of saw this aspect of accountability and community and helping these habits stick, I was like, Oh, she's got it going on. She knows what she's doing. So, um, thank you for that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I want to, um, too, for our listeners, that don't know the, um, 75 hard program. Can you explain Mm -hmm. what that is? Cause I think that's a pretty intense piece. Yeah. Um, first of all, 75 hard is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I am somebody who's very competitive. I've been an athlete my whole entire life. I have also done four Olympic distance triathlons. So for me, Oof. not being disciplined, not having the daily um, intensity every single day really is something that sends me into a place of despair. So mm-hmm. 75 hard is a challenging program. It's not for everybody. There are other options. The mm-hmm. Align and Empower Project is not 75 hard. Good. With all of that said, 75 hard was created by a guy named Andy Frisella. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will also say that I do not support his point of views and a lot of things. This particular program changed my life. 
Um, but he, as a, the things that he stands for politically, um, I do not align with. So I just mm-hmm. wanted to say that in case <laughs> anybody is listening. Um, but he, this is, I do know that he is, um, this program changed my life. I will say that. Mm-hmm. So it is 75 days of five tasks every single day. And the idea is that you don't miss a task. And if you do, you have to start the entire thing over. Mm-hmm. And it includes, um, well, one of the tasks is working out twice a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you can use that term as working out. Like, what does that mean to you? I would actually say moving your body mm-hmm. twice a day, mindfully moving your body twice a day. And one of those two is has to be outside no matter what. Mm. So one kid and they both have to be a minimum of 45 minutes. So you can, it's not like you have to go for a three mile run twice a day and have that count. So I would do, um, most of my outdoor walking. What I mean, outdoor activity was walking for 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. And, um, but some days I might kayak someday. It depended on what was going on in the world Mm -hmm. and what I had access to other days. Like if I was doing 75 hard during the winter, then I might, count skiing for, Mm -hmm. um, as one of my activities. So just know that the exercising twice a day was not, is not like you have to be super intense. It could be also like restorative yoga could be considered Mm -hmm. one of the two things. So it's really about the mindfulness of moving your body and Mm -hmm. also doing it in two different times during the day, because what it created was discipline. Mm -hmm to get it done, but also that you had to discipline with your time. Mm -hmm. So you had to schedule that in, you had to find the time to do two different workouts. And then it also created the opportunity for me to put boundaries into my life with other people, Mm -hmm. especially when I was with my dad and my mom. And I had to, you know, say, I'm, I will be here, but I need you to come home by this time so that I can go out. And it really taught me how to have how to communicate clearly with the people around me about what I needed Mm -hmm. in order for me to support them in return. So that's one of the tasks is working outside, working out twice a day. The other one is reading 10 pages of either a self-improvement or a nonfiction book um, for 10 pages a day, which I, it's been, I would say the books that I've read have been the greatest education that I've received Then it was following a diet every day with no cheating, but your diet can be anything you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people would do macros. I did Weight Watchers. Somebody else would do Noom. Somebody else would just be like, I'm just going to make sure I eat enough protein and have salad meal, salad three times a day or veggies three times a day. You decide what your diet is, but you have to decide what the diet is before Mm -hmm start because sometimes you'll be like, I don't know, am I cheating? Am I not? The other thing that comes along with the diet is no alcohol. Mm. So that was when I very first started, it was um, a pretty big thing to take. I love wine and not Mm -hmm. drinking all summer long was a big one, but turns out it's not so bad. (laughs) Um, And then the other one was, is a gallon of water every day. Um, which again, this is not for everyone because not everybody needs a gallon of water every day, especially mm-hmm. if you're really petite and small. And then, um, the f- last one is that you actually take a progress picture of yourself. So it doesn't mean I was doing it just in my workout clothes every day. 
You just want to, the point of it is to, again, slow down, be mindful of your day, be mindful of what you're doing, but also so that you can see the actual progress that you're making throughout Mm -hmm. the entire time. So um, it was a pretty intense thing. um, And it makes you feel, be super mindful every day because we want to make sure that you check all those boxes. Mm -hmm. Um, But coming back to that, you know, accountability piece, some people, I knew, I know that I've tried a lot of things, a lot of challenges. I've signed up for 30 days of this, whole 30, this, that, and the next thing. And I started to get to a point that I was like, well, nobody cares. So why don't Mm. I just stop? And if nobody's asking me about it, then I don't know. And, um, I actually, I, I wrote a book called Stand in Your Power. And in the book, when I talk about accountability, I said, I, I personally say it's like when a tree falls in the forest, but nobody's there to hear it. It doesn't make a sound. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about accountability. If you don't mm. share that you're doing this stuff with somebody, yep. are you really doing it? Does mm-hmm. it really count? Which of course the answer is yes. No, I, I haven't really met the person who doesn't need somebody else to mm. um, stay accountable to, but there are, you know, in, intense athletes out there who will you know, do the thing that they're supposed to do because that's how they were brought up. But even they have a coach or somebody mm-hmm. that they check right. every now and then. Um, and so to me, I was holding myself accountable. I kind of said this already that I basically shared everything on social media. So I was taking my progress pick every day and sharing it, which is super scary to like let people see you, mm-hmm. your entire body. Um, I was sharing the book that I was reading. I was sharing my workouts every day. I was sharing the diet that, you know, if I was doing Weight Watchers, I shared like my tracking, how many points I had that day. Um, not open for discussion for anybody to analyze what I was eating. Or, mm-hmm. And then I would share that, like, I actually, I had a tracker on my phone for the water so that I was sure mm-hmm. I was actually drinking the right amount. So I would share that every day. So that's how I held myself accountable through it all. Um, and it's a huge part of my coaching as well. I, when I coach other people, I check in with them every single day. They have to let me know, did they get their things done? Um, if they didn't, why not? Right. So it's like, oh, well, it's not just about like you celebrating when you do win, but it's also holding yourself accountable to why you didn't. Because on the days that you don't, that gets to be a learning opportunity for why you didn't prioritize yourself. Why didn't Mm. you, how did you let the day get away from you? And that's really the stuff that I, um, work with my clients on. Yeah, I think that's really powerful what you just pointed out of like, why did you not prioritize yourself today? Because I think sometimes the accountability piece, like we get nervous or we get scared because we don't want to show up and be like, oh, shoot, I didn't do that to my coach. Or, and I like that you said it's a learning opportunity to address that, you know, ultimately this is about you, right? Like if you're doing a diet, that's for your health. If you're doing, you know, a program like that, that's for your growth. So, you know, there is this aspect of, telling somebody else. But at the same time, I really like that you do kind of bring it back to like, how, how did you not prioritize yourself today? And why was that? And how can we shift that to move forward with that accountability piece? I think that, um, that's really important because I agree. I think, um, you know, in counseling, I had this conversation a couple days ago with a client about even we're talking about, you know, um, 
reframing negative self-talk. And I said, tell your partner about that. Tell your friends about that. When you have negative self-talk, let them know what you're doing and that you're tracking it and that you're reframing thoughts. Because even if it's something internal, you're right. We are community beings. We are not, we're like pack animals. Humans are that way. We want acceptance. We want community. We want connection. Connection is that basic human need. So the accountability piece goes a lot deeper than just, you know, saying, oof, I'm not going to do this program or this diet or this exercise if I don't um, tell somebody. It's kind of the underlying mm-hmm. piece of it is what you're really pointing out. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's really important to show and talk about. Yeah. And, you know, I've this journey of accountability has also been interesting because there's also a conversation out there in the world that we should be able to do it all on our own, Oof. that we shouldn't need to. I'm sure you've heard it. And yep. it's just... <laughs> Like, why do you need somebody else? Why do you need somebody else? And then it, it can be construed into this conversation around, um, people who get things handed to them, Mm. like, you know, and, and I, the best example I have is like, oh, um, you're looking for people to hand out money instead of you having to work. Hmm. And so, but if you hold everybody accountable, you're like holding their hands through the process. They should be learning on their own how to earn money, how to do this, how to do that. And I think that that's a different conversation Hmm. and the accountability, that's not what I'm doing either. I'm not holding people's hands through it all. I'm not spoon feeding anyone. Mm -hmm. I'm holding them accountable to their word, to the promises that they've made to themselves. And, and just, it's kind of like, I remember when I very first started my career and I was working in magazines and I was got more and more and more and more put on my plate. Mm. And eventually I was just, there was so much on my plate that I wasn't doing any of it. And sometimes I wasn't doing the projects that were due. And it's got, it's almost like homework. Like if you're getting too much homework, it's like all of a sudden you're like, no, I just, I'm not doing any of it now. Mm-hmm. But if nobody's asking me about it, my managers were never asking me, did you get this thing done that I asked you for? a month ago. If they weren't asking me for it and nobody cared, then why would I need to get it done? Right. Yeah. Right. So nobody's holding me accountable. They don't actually care that this thing is getting done or not. Why am I even going to waste my time? Time. Why am I even Mm going to bother with it? Right. Right. And that's kind of how, that's how I look at accountability. So it's not actually, it's not about handing handouts to anybody. Mm -hmm. It's about showing you that somebody sees you, somebody Mm. notices, somebody wants to help you stay accountable to the things that you've promised yourself, to the way in which you have, um, you have, you're showing up for yourself. Somebody cares. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's a huge differentiation, right? And I agree. I think you know, going back to that piece where you said it's a different conversation, it is. Because what comes to my mind is this conversation more about, like you're talking about prioritizing yourself, even with self-care. Um, I talk a lot with my clients about, okay, when is your self-care scheduled? Not when can, and that's similar to the idea of the 75 Heart Program, that idea of you have to schedule your self-care. And the reason we talk about that is not because, 
Um, It may not happen, which yes, it may not happen if you don't schedule it. But also, if you don't show up for yourself in that time of self-care, you've now reinforced your subconscious mind that you are not worth Mm. your own time right? It shows to yourself of like, I'm not worth it. Something else, whatever you put over that time was more important than me at that time. So it goes into this message in our subconscious about our worth and our value. So I think too, you know, when you're saying I'm helping people show up for their word, that is really what accountability is. Like you're saying, we have kind of this odd idea of what accountability looks like. And like you said, we've kind of made it of like, oh, if you're staying accountable, if you have to stay accountable, you're lazy or you're, you know, looking for handouts. And really the idea of accountability is exactly what you're saying. It's this piece of how are you going to stick to your word? Because the reality as humans is it's easy to stray. If nobody is showing up that it's important, we do get all this stuff going on. We all have a million things going on, right? We have careers, we have families, we have friends, we have obligations, all these different things. So sometimes it is easy because that thing that feels like when we get overwhelmed that we can put on the back burner becomes ourselves, Mm -hmm. which is not in turn helpful for what we're doing. No. And if you, I, it's interesting because two things. When we start taking care of ourselves, mm-hmm. it's and this is what I'm talking to all the moms out there. I am not a mom, but mm-hmm. this is what I've witnessed in so many of my clients who are like, oh, I can't prioritize myself. My job is my kids. And the answer that what I say to them is your kids are watching you right mm-hmm. now, whether they're in the other room or they're sitting sitting right next to you, mm-hmm. they're watching you, mm-hmm. and they hear you, and they feel you. What are they watching? Are they watching you not prioritize yourself? Because also, you learn to not prioritize yourself from somebody else, too. Mm-hmm. So what are you teaching your kids? When they're, and, and I said this to a mom not too long ago and she said, oh, well, you know, they're, they watch me cook food. They watch me this. And I said, I'm not talking about just the times that they're standing right next to you. Right. Because they're watching you all the time. Right. And they're watching you and they're hearing you even when you're not speaking. Mm-hmm. That nonverbal, it's like 80% of our commu- communication is nonverbal. That's right. So it's, it's when you start prioritizing yourself and sticking to those things that you promised yourself, your kids start watching. So one of the things that I, in my, all of my clients, for the most part, unless you have the best excuse, um, walking every day Mm. is one of the things that, um, I tell that they have to do. I don't tell them they have to do anything, but they have to do it. Right. Right. Um, (laughs) and they at first there's so many especially moms who are so resistant to, to it at first because it's a waste of time they're not actually doing anything during mm-hmm. that walk right they're not cooking they're not cleaning they're not taking care of their kids they're not scheduling they're not washing dishes they're not washing clothes they're not doing all the things that they're supposed to be doing because they're out walking mm-hmm. They feel guilty that they're taking that time for themselves, this, this, whatever. 
I cannot tell you how many of those moms after a month of doing it begrudgingly, but doing it start to say, my kid asked me if they could come. And I told them no, because this is my time Mm -hmm. or, or the kid saw me not going and asked me when I was going. Mm -hmm. Yep. So imagine a kid is sitting there and you're watching TV and they turn around and say, mom, did you go for your walk today? And accountability, (laughs) right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mom, you didn't go for your walk yet today. And it's like, well, what are you going to say to them? Mm -hmm. No, I did. I went this morning before you even woke up or I went when you were at school or I went or I know I'm going to go after this show. And you do it. Right. They're watching that. Right. I so. I was just going to say this resonates so much with me. So um, I have a six month old son and I'm a first time mom. And so this conversation was something that I was very, very real to me when I um, was earlier on. I mean, I'm still, like I said, very early in being a mom, but earlier on the first couple Mm -hmm. months, um, because I had this conversation with my mom and, um, you know, after like you get cleared after your six week and all that stuff. I was having a really hard time prioritizing myself and figuring out how to do this. And I was, you know, going back to work after like three months and I am in a master's program and I had all these beautiful excuses, right? And I wasn't going horseback riding, which is a big thing that I've done since I was four for my self-care, right? That's part of me. And my mom, she was an at-home mom for um, when I was growing up and she sat down with me and she said, look. I didn't show you that I prioritized myself, right? She would go and do, you know, she'd go riding. She had a horse. I, you know, we've shared that passion, but there were, when I was watching, when I was home from school, everything was for us and I Mm -hmm. didn't see her doing any of that self-care and it was never a conversation that was had. So I didn't know she was doing that. And so she goes, I don't Mm. want you to repeat this because as a mom, when you step away and give yourself that space, you can come and show up as a better mom. Because you prioritized mm-hmm. yourself, you process the emotions, you let go of some stress. And it is so true. And it was to me, like, I'm a counselor. I know this, right? But to actually implement that was challenging. And you're right. It is, we can have all these beautiful excuses. You even said that, you know, unless you have the best excuse in the world, which I, you know, anybody can justify anything. We can absolutely justify mm-hmm. whatever we want. But the reality is that we have to hold ourselves. Mm-hmm accountable and to the show up for ourselves. Cause you're right. So I just, when yeah. you were saying that, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is very real in our lives. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then, so what you just talked about, and that's the second point I wanted to make is when you are prioritizing yourself mm-hmm. and having the conversations. And I love that your mom said that she's like, you didn't know that I was doing these things. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know my childhood, my dad was getting up every day at 5 a.m. and going either golfing or playing tennis or going for a jog. I saw that every day. Mm-hmm. I also mm-hmm. saw the opposite from my mother, right? right? But if you don't, if you, when you take care of yourself first, you are creating a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. And when you don't take care of yourself first, you are creating a ripple effect. Yep. 
So every mom who says, I can't do this, I can't do this because my priority is the children, It is that your children is the number one reason why you should be doing this. Mm-hmm. Because if you want to be the best version of yourself for them, this is how you do it. How you do that is taking care of yourself first. So there is a big, um, one of the mantras we have is selfish is selfless. Mm-hmm. Being selfish is the way in which you get to be selfless. Because yeah. when you fill your cup first, you have the space and energy to take care of everybody else. Mm-hmm. And this isn't just for moms. This is for everyone. Right. Right. If you have a really demanding job and you have no self-care, you will burn out. 100%. Yep. Right. Like, mm-hmm. so you, it is, you are always creating a ripple effect. People are always feeling your energy. People are always going to respond to the energy that you're creating in the world. The decisions that you make every day are based on how you're feeling on the inside. Who are you being? Who are you being in the moment when you make a choice, when you take an aligned action? Mm-hmm. But if who you be is not an, who you want to be, if you're too often being somebody you don't want to be, you're still creating a life based off the, that beingness. Right. Yep. So that brings us to this idea of habits. And mm-hmm. really, like you said, implementing who we want to be. We have to do these things. We have to make these habits and kind of show up for ourselves. So how can we actually implement these habits and make them stick? So backing up a little bit, it's about you. So, so often we don't stick to habits because we're trying to implement habits that have nothing to do with us. Mm. Meaning some guru out there told you, if you want to be successful, you need to do this every day. Yep. And it's like, Okay, but that actually has nothing to do with who I really want to be. So the process I take all of my clients through is who do you want to be over this step while we're together? And you may not be there yet, but Mm -hmm. the idea is who do you want to be? And then we're going to take these aligned action steps with who you want to be. So I actually read Atomic Habits Mm -hmm. nine months after I did 75 Hard, and it was the best book to explain what happened to me. Because I wanted to be mm-hmm. disciplined. Right. I already said I was a very intense athlete growing up. And then I was suddenly finding myself not in that space. I needed the intensity. Mm-hmm. I needed I needed that that discipline every day. I wanted to be disciplined. I wanted to be um I wanted to be disciplined. I wanted to be an athlete again. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to feel in alignment. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't, I didn't know that's all the reasons why I was doing what I was doing. I had, I hadn't put words to that, but that's why all of the action steps of 75 hard made sense for me Mm -hmm. because I wanted to be somebody that all of those steps helped me become. Mm. And it wasn't until I did atomic habits, I read atomic habits that I was like, well, that makes so much sense. So the process is the be, do, have, it's not do and then have all the money and then you can be, you know, do all the things, earn all the money, then you're happy and wealthy. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out how to be happy and and feel wealthy and be in abundance now. So that, and then you take the aligned action 
for that. That's aligned with the happiness. That's aligned with the wealth and the abundance. Could you repeat that one more time? Because I think that is like gold, what you just said. So I'm going to have you say it again. (laughs) The be, do, have. So too often we think it's about do, have, be. Mm -hmm. Do the things so that you can have it all and then you'll be happy, wealthy, in love, joyful, peaceful. But it's actually the opposite. You have to start with the beingness. Mm -hmm. Who do you want to be? And then what are the aligned action steps, the habits that you would do to become that person if you're not there yet, Mm. right? How can I be wealthy every day? Mm -hmm. Every day, I can count all the ways in which money is supporting me today. Money is supporting me right now because I'm on the internet and that money pays for my internet. Money Mm -hmm. also paid for this microphone. Money also paid for these headphones. Mm -hmm. Money paid for all my clothes that I'm wearing. Money is supporting me. I am so wealthy and abundant. Mm. Right? So that's one aligned action step I can take to help me feel wealthy every day. So that I'm in this space of being wealthy, being abundant. Mm -hmm. And then... Once you start creating these daily habits that compound on top of each other, the shift starts to happen. Mm. And in Atomic Habits, um, James Clear talks about the the power of one degree. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a freezer with um, ice and the freezer is 15 degrees and then it's 16 degrees and then it's 17 degrees. And it goes all the way up to 28 degrees. Guess what? It's still ice. You're still surrounded by ice. Mm -hmm. 29 degrees, 30, 31, 32. Then all of a sudden at 33 degrees, the ice starts to melt. Right. One degree. And so what he talks about is that the habits, the small habits, daily habits, they compound on top of each other. And they create that magical zone of transformation, which is exactly mm. what happened to me. So it's, we call it habits. It's, I call it aligned action. It's basically tasks that you do every day consistently, no matter what. And how do we really, after we've kind of figured out, okay, like I want to be healthy. How am I going to be healthy every day? What's the next step with that piece? How do we actually start identifying like, this is what I need to do. So you mentioned kind of, like you said, how am I supported? How else can we really identify instead of going to that place of like, okay, I'm going to do these things, these other things that we feel like will make us wealthy, right? Because that's kind of the mindset we go into. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, this is where having a coach is a great, you know, somebody to be a mirror back to you. I always tell my clients no more than three things at once. Perfect. And I have these 30 day trackers. And, you know, if you can get to 30 days of consistently doing just these three things, then I'll let you add on one more thing. And then if you can get to 60 days of doing all those four things, then I'll add on one more thing. But I think it's about really coming up with this is again, this is where a coach or a therapist or somebody to be this mirror and say, how is this aligned action that you're going to do? How is it going to help you be that person? Mm-hmm. So, 
meditation is generally, if you want to find inner peace, if you want to be somebody who's peaceful every day, meditation is a really great, like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. It's scientifically proven. Mm -hmm. It can really help you. But there's other things that like, I have somebody who's a client who was um, really wanting to celebrate herself more and like the process, the progress that she's made. She's just so hard on herself. So her identity statement was like, I am somebody who celebrates everything that I am and who I want to be. So one of her daily habits became openly celebrating herself and what she did that day on social media, which is Mm. something that can be super uncomfortable. But not only is it raising her vibe it's also allowing other people her to see be seen and she's inspiring other people along the way to also celebrate themselves Mm -hmm. i love that and i think too i like that you do the three right because we are super great about those uh self-help books and like you said yeah i can do all this stuff and it gets overwhelming and then that's we get in that place where we don't do anything Exactly. And that's actually why I say that 75 hard isn't for everyone because it is a lot. It is. It is a lot, especially Mm -hmm. the diet and the no alcohol that can be very overwhelming for people too, Mm -hmm. which is for you to handle with people and not really for me to handle with people. (laughs) But it is, it can be a lot to put that much on your plate if you're not used to it as somebody who was a triathlete and who was a three season athlete my whole life. Like that, that was fun having those kind of five tasks on my plate was not too much for me. It was actually exactly what I needed because that's where I was starting from. Right. So um, it's just a different place to be, but definitely for sure. No more. And even you might be somebody who just needs to do one and prove to yourself that you can do one thing a day to prioritize Mm -hmm. yourself. Yeah. Start with going for a walk. Mm-hmm. I think that's huge. And I also like the idea of the 30 day tracker because I think we get so big on like, oh, how long does it take to do a habit? And then it's changed. But there's actually new research that shows that it takes 90 days to make a habit and 180 days to break a habit. So mm-hmm. yeah. depending on what whatever is real and how they yeah. figure this out, the idea behind that is that it takes time. And so to give it yourself grace, like you're saying. And you can't be attached to the timeline. That's probably my other big piece. Let it be work the process. Mm -hmm. I love the mantra, work it till it works. And that might take years. Mm -hmm. So yeah, for sure. My program is a 90 day program. And I tell everybody, this is the starting point. Mm -hmm. This is not the ending point. This is where you begin. This is your jumping off point. Right. Yeah. And that's very true. I mean, even like looking at more of the traditional counseling piece, there is uh CDC, whatever you think about that, but the CDC and Office of Behavioral Health, they say that 90 days of treatment is actually the um, point where somebody can start to be um, in recovery. And whatever that recovery looks Mm. like, whatever they're doing, it doesn't have to be a certain type of treatment, but it has to be a program in whatever way that looks like for a person. So um, I feel like I could keep asking you and talking to you forever, but I know we're running out of time here. So um, I do want to say thank you so much for coming on and our listeners. Thank you for tuning in. I'm going to put Mary's information in the um, episode notes. And as always, subscribe, rate, and review. Let us know what you thought. And thanks so much, Mary. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out with me on the Abundance Alchemist podcast. Don't forget to head over and grab your free self-love activation meditation at theabundancealchemist.com and hit subscribe here so you don't miss a thing. Until next time, sending you so much love.